Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love being number one. I thought you Mr. Positivity. I'm the number right? one Mr. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. one else I'm is the only ever. positive one. Okay? Whoever's number two is negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, welcome back to uh, Wise and Shine, our Monday segment. I really love this segment, you know, because uh, I'm very sick of talking about personal finance all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and we have in the house... Hi, my name is Eric, Mr. Positivity. And I'm Dawn. My name is Eric, Mr. Positivity. And I'm Dawn, Budget Babe. Mm, actually, you know, people are getting so familiar, we don't really need to... <laughs> <laughs> introducing ourselves right but yeah we're gonna have more guests no you have set. more listeners oh yeah that is New true listeners. that is true yes yeah. yes yes remember yes. the market yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes yes definitely the the mark the tam the tam right yeah, the tam, tam is growing total addressable market yeah so you can check out our other shows if you want to be like more personal finance <laughs> I, I really but did this on thing on this mm. episode on this show at least mm. it's all about becoming wiser right. more so that you can shine, the best right? version of yourself <laughs> yeah 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 we more enlightened no, and, I feel enlightened yeah, after our yeah. episodes. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, we are blowing our own horns. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would actually, it's not that because we are wise, but it's because we are, as we are talking about it, you know, because sometimes we don't take time to think, mm, right? Mm, but when mm. we chew on those thoughts, we gain new insights. And the different perspectives yeah. Also yeah. helps us to create exactly. new insights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I do think uh, for our listeners that pursue personal finance in a very serious fashion, like they tune in every week, mm. you know, they read blogs, they do all these things. Mm. Um, a lot of people, they one on one side they do struggle with some of the basic ideas in personal finance, mm-hmm. and then the investing part, all that. But there's another big swath of our listeners and community, right, that are struggling with deeper, more complex issues that get then that can be projected on money, mm-hmm. or then be projected on personal finance. I think that as we continue to uncover, like like how we work with environment like how we work with our emotions a little bit better, then we don't need to spend as much to cope, you know, and, yep. and all that, Save right? So, so there, there are a yep. lot of all these other things that can be intertwined. Um, and I think that's the value of the show, right? But, mm-hmm. but today, um, we want to focus a little bit on this idea of competition, right? Right. So, <laughs> because, because uh, you know, recently, I think the national narrative has tuned a little bit into more kumbaya, right? Like more like, it's okay not to be okay. You know, like we are growing this together. So there's a lot of kumbaya kind of, kind of narrative. Uh, going on, you, you don't feel so. 
<laughs> I've always been living in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but there was a long period of time where where it's like you don't eat your you you know if you don't eat other people's lunch, other people will eat your lunch. Yep. You know, there's a lot of those kind of like fighting kind of essence, right? Where it's about competitions, about your enemy, mm. and all that, right? And I do think that embeds into a lot of other ideas that we do have, that we, we hold in ourselves, Gyasuism, all these things, they're all kind of extended from those spaces. And uh, things have changed, right? But it makes me kind of wonder, like, okay, so have things really changed or is it just like a, a narrative building exercise? Which makes me want to talk a little bit today about this whole idea about enemy and competition, right? Mm. Like, must your competitor be your enemy? I think that's the that's the question that I really want to ask. I think it's an easy one, right? I mean, mm. you and I, we're in mm. personal finance. Mm, mm. When we started, because you started later, did you mm. view me as your enemy? No. And I've, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I think when I first started, I didn't really bother about who is out there. I was just doing my own thing. Mm. You know? And it was, it was as I developed and people started comparing. You know, like sponsors mm. come in, they compare, yeah. you know, because they have to compare, right? They have a limited budget. There are certain goals that they want to achieve and then they have to compare, okay, what's the best way forward? Who is doing what? You know, who should we sponsor? Or even audiences, they compare, right? I remember that one star audience, and <laughs> we, you know, there's, in podcasts, you can give five star, mm. four star, three star, whatever, and there's this one star audience. Well, I shout out to you, uh, okay? Yeah, one star. Probably uh, not listening to Yeah, this. yeah, I tell you, I tell <laughs> you, you, one star. You know, go, go to Apple and look at that one star, screenshot and share. Okay, so this one star audience say things like, Oh, this, this could have been a great podcast, but I hate the person's voice. I was oh. like, Bro! So oh, it's like, so personal. And it's yeah. a personal attack. So yeah. personal. Not so personal. win it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the way you celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but essentially, there's a lot of, uh, as I develop further, there's more and more competition, right? Like I start to look at, like, people compare me and I become, I have to compete with all these different uh, mediums and different influences, different platforms to then compete for listeners, compete for audience, compete for, you know, sponsor money and, and, and all these other things, right? So, so to me, um, yeah, I didn't start with competition because I didn't bother about it. But as I move forward, I start to have to care about it because... Mm. The environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think that's, that's that part. So, um, yeah, Maybe maybe we start with trying to talk a little bit about is there a difference between competition and enemy? Yes, of course. Uh, competition is very neutral. It's very factual. Enemy is a lot more emotional. So let me explain. Like, I mean, in a classroom of 40, right? Everyone is your competitor, right? Because you're being graded against all of your friends. There's someone going to be number one, number two, number three. So they are your competition. When you go for a job interview, you're going to compete with three other candidates or five other candidates. But when we start to lab- we start to hate on that person or we start to feel uh, 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 you know, negative emotions towards the person, then that person be- has a new label now. It becomes your enemy and it also implies that the person is here to hurt you, to destroy you, to harm you. So when you start to have that kind of narrative, then naturally you start to label your competitor as an enemy. But it fundamentally means that both your competitor and your enemy actually share the same incentive structure against you. The only divergence, the only difference is that you add a layer on top that this person is bad. You know, this mm. person is evil. This person is wrong. Or this organization or this this thing. But if you remove that layer at the top, that means all this color coloring, yeah. right, on the person, then right? Then just your competitor. Yeah, then they are they are competitor, which mm. which means that you know um, there is uh, incentive, you know, friction or divergence that exists fundamentally in in all competition, whether you name them as an enemy or not. Is, is that kind of how I see it? Is that how you guys see it? Or at least for me, I, I, I see it as it's a label. 
Mm. Right, that competition is very natural. If there is scarce resource, we're all going to be competing, mm. right? Mm. But uh, enemy is an, in another layer where you know this guy is going to hurt you, going to harm you, or you have some negative emotions towards it. Because mm. to me, I I I am very competitive person. I love being number one. I thought you Mister Positivity. Uh, well, everybody so comes. I to be a the journey, number right? one, Mister yeah. Positivity. <laughs> yeah, I'm the number one. Yeah, no yeah. one else I'm the is only ever. positive one. Okay? Whoever is number two is negative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm very naturally competitive and, and I, I would like sometimes, especially if I lose out, then I will, you know, I'll feel, I'll feel very negative, right? Towards that person. And that's why I'll naturally use the word, oh, he's my enemy. He's my number one enemy. Mm-hmm. But I came to realize that competition is not a bad thing. Competition, you know, makes sure that, it makes sure that it, you don't sit on your laurels. Competition pays you. Right, so what it does it mean? A good competition pays you. It paces you. You you got pace. someone to pace okay, with, right? Because okay. you look at what your competitors are doing, and you go like, "Wow, you know what? I, I better step up my game because mm. my competitors are working a lot harder than me, mm. and it pushes me forward." So that's my perspective. Another way, another thing I also also feel is that if you ever hate on your enemy, uh, on your competition, then it, you you get your emotions get in the way. You cannot see things clearly mm. because. Um, your competitors don't always remain as competitors. They can one day be your collaborators. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me name, let me raise a question. Yeah. Can you guys name an enemy of yours? Enemy, uh. Because I fundamentally don't believe that anybody is good or evil. That everybody is maximizing their own interests. Mm. I have a lot of competitors. But yeah. do you have an enemy? I don't, I don't when I was younger, I used the word enemy a lot. He's my number one enemy. But now you struggle, no. right? Yeah, the same thing. And I think that enemy. shows it because we're at this stage of life where we realize that labeling someone as an enemy also makes us weaker. Yeah. Because yeah. we're admitting that they have the power to inflict pain or harm on us. But if we take back that control, they're just a competitor. Mm. They're not an enemy. I, I, I think um, I probably have a lot of enemies, especially because of how I'm very straightforward on the internet. Mm. But I don't see anyone as my enemies. Whether I'm their enemies, it's them, you see? Uh, it's not mutual. Okay. So when you make someone your enemy, if it's not two ways, aren't you the one who's exhausted? Mm. That one star review... <laughs> He's the one who's tired, right? Yeah, Not yeah. you. It doesn't really get on you much. It, it's something for that moment. You're like, one star? Why is this happening? And you look at the feedback. You're like, he hates my voice. Screw it. I can't change anything about my voice. And you move mm. on. Mm. But he probably keeps thinking of it, especially if he thinks that you're his enemy. Maybe. May, may I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if... I'm not sure that he or she or it thinks about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it did get to me for a period of time, you know. Uh, and, and I started to question a little bit. But but all that is kind of a process, right? Process to kind of process some of these ideas. Uh, eventually, I got to a better better viewpoint. Uh, exactly. Right? But, and when we recognize that, you know, it's tiring to label people as enemies, just look at them as competitors. That's mm-hmm. where the next stage comes in, right? Because like what you say, Eric, your competitor can then One be day, your yeah. collaborator. Yeah, I wanna, But if you view yes. them as your enemy, you will never be able to to see exactly. That. I mean, case in point, romance of three kingdom, isn't that the 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 whole idea, right? That there's always three legged stool, three legged stool, and you know whoever that's the strongest, that's our enemy. Then the other two become collaborators. But when one becomes stronger, then you know the, the power shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because or like if- maybe the world now they see. Putin as their enemy, yeah, so no yeah. one's really collaborating with him. But what yeah. if they could see a different point? Because of if view? you see, compete 
implies me against you. Exactly. But if I stop seeing the world as they are all my competitors, but we are collaborators, or one day we can be collaborators, we might actually see new ways, new synergies, new ways of working together. Yeah, but but the whole enemy thing perfumes yeah. mainstream narrative. Mm. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, She's left versus, versus right, villain. hero, villain, Putin, Biden, oh, it's e- Because it's easier. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. convenient. Exactly. And that's the part right. that So you have to yeah. question our values and our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because once you remove a moral view on these things, then it becomes a very complicated discussion. What are your goals? What are my goals? What's exactly. your incentive? Where you come from? What resources I have? What you have? Also, time you know? is just easier to label yeah, the person evil, as enemy. Bad, yeah. enemy. You know, I mean, nemesis. think about it, right? Like your parents, I remember back then my parents is, you know, uh, yeah, your Pao Sing, you know, Pao Sing doing better than you, you know. Not Shout out to Pao Sing. Right? Shout out yeah, to Pao uh, Sing. Okay, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, so I noticed that my mom will kind of make it antagonistic to kind of find, make yeah. you have that fire and drive to almost beat my enemy. You know? Mm. So so I guess that's how probably the higher powers like to use. Like, like yes, that. Yes, yes, uh, yes. If you think about it, long, there's this movie called Wag the Dog. Damn beautiful movie. Um, so it, it basically talks about a, uh, I might get the title wrong, we will change it if you if we need to, but this, this is the context, yeah? Uh, this president uh, was going for his re-elections and then got found cheated, cheating with his secretary. Mm-hmm. Kind of remember some someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he realized his rate, public ratings was dropping. So he decided, what should I do? What should I do? So a PR uh, agency said, oh, very easy. Let's create an enemy. Let's create a bad guy. Let's create terrorism. Uh, how do we do it? Okay, let's hire a film director to do it. So they create a whole entire scene and they make the entire world believe that there was a war being fought in that country and that he positioned himself as a hero. And you see, the thing is that if you can't unite people, just create a common enemy and you automatically unite people so it's a very good way to control people when I have an enemy because if your attention is on that bad guy then I automatically become your good guy that's why we say if you want to be friends together just throw stones at your enemies so I felt that that word is a very very powerful tool that can be used for control power and leadership yes yes and 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 I think that's a great highlight to recognize that narrative building in itself is a weapon, mm. right? Like yeah. if you subscribe to a certain narrative and the narrative is trying to anchor something or attack someone, then, then yeah, it rallies and, and that in itself is a weapon. That in itself is an act of war. Yeah. Trying to build narratives of enemies and all that, right? So, but day to day, it's a bit tiring, right? To keep holding on to those things, right? Yeah. But, but, but the reality is, you know, put, pushing aside the idea of an enemy, mm. That is competition, right? The reality is we have a lot of competitors around us, right? And and yep. and I wanted to kind of double down and highlight on the discussion of like your competitors can be your collaborators, right? So when does that dynamics change, right? Because in my worldview, competitors means your incentives are not aligned, yeah, right? You're disjointed and you are all fighting over something similar, right? And uh, you're disjointed. But how do you then? change from a competitor to become a collaborator. When there's a mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. That means when, when me and you combine together, we become a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, okay, case in point, right? Like, let's say, for example, um, you know, I'm a speaker and I specialize in one, one topic. And then you are a speaker, you specialize also in one topic, but we're very similar. So we're always competing. Yes. And then we realize, oh my God, so our, our client has been playing us against each other. Yes. Say, oh, you know, we're going to thinking about hiring Ari, okay? So you give us a better price. Oh my God, yeah, it right? always happens. Yeah. So they, they play up against yes, you. Yes. So now we become controlled by our client. Yeah. But if I now work with him and say, you know what, let, let's work together. If any client come to me, I will also pitch you in. Mm-hmm. And if any cu- come, client comes to you, pitch you in, then you and I, 
win and we help our client, the client win as well. Or you talk about your rates so that the client don't get to spin tails about it. Yeah, mm. so I feel that that's where where your competitor, quote, quote, can become a collaborator if both of you, when work together, created a new benefit, a new value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also we need to recognize that there are certain points, certain circumstances where resources are finite. Yeah. Like a job or that first prize in a book competition. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But other aspects there may be infinite rewards for everyone. And, and it's still fine. Even if it's a finite reward, right? Uh, uh, it makes me better as a person. Like, okay, you, you know, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I, I work better when I have competition mm-hmm. because I felt like I want to be better because that's my value. I want to be better. So when I know that there's finite resource, a client can only pick one person for a conference, I will work really, really, really hard to prove that you are the most the best worthy choice. one. Yeah. And that makes, in the process, makes me a better speaker. Mm-hmm. Simon Sinek has a very good um, uh, story oh, around oh, this okay. so he calls it the worthy rival mm. that in order <gasps> to improve we yes, always need to keep one. finding the worthy rival and that person makes us even better and his one is Adam Grant yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> the smart guy both are all equally smart and now exactly. they're finally working together on a book so who is your rival then? who is your worthy rival can say not. my competition yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think in the, in the so okay so I said, I won't want to use the word rival. Okay, yeah, because rival, rival has some level of enemy. Yes, yes, yes. How about your biggest competitor? Your worthy so competitor. I would say that in the case I specialize in the insurance tech space, right? So um, anybody else who is also teaching about social media uh, would be a competitor to, to me as well. Which is also why I, I learned something that um, you don't have to fight to be better. You just got to fight to be different. Mm-hmm. Because no one is able to then assess whether you are better than another person or not. Because better is subjective. Mm. Yeah. So it's more important that when you are competing, don't compete outwards, you compete inwards. What do I mean? That means dig deep into yourself to ask yourself, what's your unique selling point? What's your differentiation? Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot easier to create your own blue ocean, right? But I'm saying that if you try to keep competing, right, you at most just be number one or number two. But if you find your uniqueness, right, you won't compete, you dominate. Mm. Yeah, and when you dominate, you're the only one, your category of one, which is why I feel that we should always dig deep to find our USP. Mm-hmm. And then we communicate that, we'll, we'll be able to attract people who will only want to work with us and no one else. Then you have no competition. For those who don't know what USP is, it's unique, unique selling, selling point. point. Yeah. But to be yeah. clear, sometimes you're just not unique. There is validity. There's validity in that point because a lot of people, I mean, I'm very annoyed with this kind of things. So, oh, find your unique selling point. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. But you know, I'm really just not that unique. Right? And, and that's then, when your competition forces you now to go and find yeah, one or to yeah. develop yourself further until yeah, you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the next step, right? Mm. But, mm. but rather than lie to yourself that you're unique, you're unique. Or my unique selling point is like, you're, you're not very unique. Bro. Have you like, thought so, that yeah. uniqueness is just a blend? It's just a what? A blend. Okay. Um, and everyone has different blends. It's like, you yeah. know, 60% courage, 20%. Yes, yes, and yes, your percentages yeah. are always different because of who you innately yes, are. Yes, yes. And that's what makes you unique. So it's not that you're not unique. It's just mm. that you don't recognize your blend is unique Because you don't look yet. inwards. You keep looking outwards and yes. try to outdo your competition. Mm-hmm. Correct. But you forgot that if you look inwards, you might be able to find your own space. Exactly. No, but, but if you believe in normal distribution, then you, then you recognize that at any one point in time, there is a bulk of people that are not unique. Are, so that's why conform. it's a scarcity versus ab- yeah, yeah. Abundance, abundance mindset. mindset. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, no, as in, to, to me, right, the, the whole ad- abundance kind of mindset thing, I get it. I understand what, 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 what it's trying to say. But to me, from objectively, from a, from a base idea, right. okay, is 
that at some point in time, there are a bulk of people that just stick the same position and they believe the same thing. That's why normal distribution exists, right? And and when I when I look at it from from that viewpoint, and I I don't. I don't try to challenge these things because to me it is just the natural order of how it is. It's like how so how you know we can sit here and do all these talks, right? And and do all this. Uh, we are all not normal. We're all very unique <laughs> in our own. Because yeah. if you are normal, nobody wants to watch you. Mm. You know, because my my listeners always tell me like, oh yeah, you're very different. Now. So of course, if I'm the same as you, why you listen to me? Yeah. Right. And the reality is, at any one point, there is a bulk view. There's about ideas, right? There are about things that mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. So, so which is why I'm always looking for alternatives, right? So, so if you look at from a normal distribution view curve, in the middle is mainstream, right? On the side is alternative, right? Further out is xiao, right? So, so, this, so ideas, ideas sit on a. But when you're xiao, that's where you have less competition, lor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so it depends what game you want to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So some people not, seek safety in being normal. Yes, yes. So, that's so it's, yeah. So it's not a right or wrong kind of situation, but it's just recognizing that at some point in time, yeah, there are there yeah. are commonalities, and if 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 you fall within the commonality, it's, it's fine, mm. right? But if you want to stand out, then you got to take a different position and kind of repackage yourself, right? Yeah, which is all the the whole USB. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I, I, I want to push a little bit on the whole like competition within the office kind of situation, right? So because I think um, sometimes you, I mean, you work in corporate, right? Then you have all these different teams yes. that do the same thing. Right, maybe they got like one agency got like five design teams, you know, or like five brand teams, right? Or you work in finance and then like everybody is pretty much doing the same thing, you know, and they're all trying to push out similar ideas. Or they're trying to put push out they got they are all they all have similar incentive structures. They are measured in the same way, but they're mm-hmm. pushing out differently, trying to be different, right? Mm. Um, and in such a situation, it it renders the game a finite game. Mm. Right, where there's only one winner. Yeah, squid game. Right, yeah. There's, there's only one 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 person that's gonna get promoted, right? Amongst the five leaders in the design firm, only one person is gonna, gonna get promoted. Which is why there's a very big tendency when one when amongst the five competitors, if someone pulls out and starts to align with another person, it's like I will be out soon. I don't want to fight, you know. I, I just align with you. So yeah, I be your I be yeah. your number two. Suddenly we our interest is aligned. Yeah. That's because how wars yeah, are fought. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I'm not fighting anymore. I'm mm. aligning myself yeah. with you, so you will not attack me. No, yeah. but I become the I become the competitor of the other people. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I think that is that is a, a recognition of a change in incentive structure where we are no longer competing. I have chosen my position to be the number two or the number three of this other person that I feel has a higher chance of winning. Mm. Or this other team has a higher chance yeah. of winning, and then we just come together. And then in that case, you and I, we're no longer competitors. We come together, we collaborate. Yeah. Our incentives change. Yeah. A- any, any thoughts on that? I think the office is a natural finite game. Yes, yes. Because you see the resources are allocated from the top. Yes. It's out of our control. You can only have one. Yeah, yeah you only yes, can have yeah. one senior director. Yeah, right. And yeah. having two just doesn't make sense in terms of compensation and, and everything mm-hmm. else as well. But therein lies the question. Are you okay to be in that situation? Or do you want to go somewhere else where you can then be 
number one and take the director role mm, for yourself. Mm, I think everyone's response will be different. Some people are content to not be number one. Mm, so they're content to not engage in a competition but merely be a good um, sidekick mm, because they like the stability that their job gives mm, them. They value the relationships, the people in that workplace and they're worried if they go elsewhere, they will lose that. Yes. Or maybe because they've worked for so long at that company that they've accumulated so much, you know, long-term mm. benefits and they don't want to say goodbye to that. Even if going to another place may give them a higher pay raise, but it may come with like stress and new people that they don't yes, know whether they can yes. click with. Yes. So if you're okay to not compete, then I think it's fine. Mm. And there's nothing wrong in being a sidekick yeah, yeah. or being part of the team. Yes. I think it all boils down to would that make you happy and are you okay to give certain things up? What, mm. do, you, what do you gain in giving up something? Mm. And if you find that your gains outweigh what you have given up, then I think it's okay. So like Mr. Positivity, for example, <laughs> if you are not number one Mr. Positivity, yep. but you're number two, but in exchange, you actually made friends with whoever this imaginary new Mr. Number One is. And that Mr. Number One opens a lot of doors to you because he don't see you as number two. He sees you as a worthy rival. Mm. Mm. You would probably feel okay, right? Even though you said your nature is already very competitive. That's why I I feel that um, it also depends on our values. What's more important? Is it being number one for the sake of being number one or being being number one because I thought that being number one allows me to uh, be able to impact more people but now collaborating me I'm number two I collaborate number one I get to not impact other people so I'm happy now mm-hmm. right so I guess that competition aside I think very important to have self-awareness to understand you know what your core values are mm-hmm. and that uh, competition isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah. again it's, yeah. a, it's a story we tell that competition could make you better uh, competition is great in some organizations, especially mm. in sales, mm. right? Because when everybody competes, everybody gets better. Mm. Imagine if, if everybody decides not to compete, then the entire organization also cannot function, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it depends on the values. Yeah, yeah. no, but, but pushing from values, right? mm. I, I get the whole value kind of yeah. discussion. I also want to talk a little bit about your abilities. Mm. Do you have these resources and this ability to go and compete? And I think that's the part that we don't talk about it in, in mainstream media. You know, we don't talk about it even in our broader society. We always ask ourselves, you know, is this what you want? Do you have value? You know, is this aligned with your views? But the reality is, do you even have the resource to compete? Do you have the political power to compete? Are you like the most mm. popular amongst, let's say this, stand, we're back to the same scenario, right? yeah. five design leaders trying to like fight for the next senior director role, right? Are you the most popular amongst them? Do you have the highest hit rate in, in your design profile? Are you getting highest sales numbers, right? Do you have the ability and the resources mm. to then compete? I think that is a big part of the discussion that is lacking. You know, like that, you, sometimes you just have to recognize that, oh yeah, I'm in just, this game, you can't win. Yeah, I just can't. I'm not you. good enough in this yeah. game. You know, like I cannot be a lang lang. You know, I cannot. That's I why cannot. it's about choosing the right fight. Yes, that is, and, and 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 the very fact that you need to to choose the right fight and to choose a good fight, you must know where you stand. Self awareness, right? And yeah. and so it's not all just about value and worth and all that but really zooming down the practicality how much resources you have how popular are you mm. you know what kind of what kind of financial structures are you in how much how much money do you have right mm. like like do yeah. you have a big big golden you know <laughs> ting san ying san at the back right and you can Kao do whatever shan. you wanna you can yeah. do whatever you wanna do and then you can go and fight it out right so I mm. think I think that's the part that is a very realistic very real concerns that that people don't talk about as yeah. much 
Well, because they have to face the facts, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's uh, you gotta face that fact, yeah. right? That, that you just don't have enough. What it takes. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> what it takes to compete. And I, had, I can relate, you know. Actually, uh, um, when I was young, I had a lot of childhood aspirations. Mm. But the one that gets told the most often is that I want to be a writer, right? Mm. Actually, I actually also wanted to be a dancer. Mm. I also wanted to be a singer. And I also wanted to be an actress. But what I realized was I'm not pretty enough to act. So screw it. There goes that. Oh, you dream. need to be pretty to act. Back you, then, is it's it? It's a better advantage. Okay. Right? Well, I think now it's still the case. Now it's still the case. It's, it's a little bit better, but it's still the case. Yeah. That's a different discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then, like, in terms of dancing, I just couldn't outperform no matter how hard I tried. Mm. I couldn't beat some of the better dancers yes. because they were just naturally taller. The body, yes, yes. And I was just not born that way. And even though, like, I remember in Chinese dance, right, in younger, uh, lower primary school, (laughs) right, I was training for my split. Uh, And my sister got it so naturally. mm. My teacher was pressing down on my legs and I still couldn't get it. Mm. Yeah, I still cannot. I had to train, actually. (laughs) 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 And it took me many years. In fact, I only achieved my split in, sadly, university. Oh no, but you Very never well. gave up. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, amazing. But I didn't do all the way or so. Yeah, so yeah, on, yeah. on, on but you all the way, I finally got it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I wanted to sing, but one problem with me is I always get sore throat. I'm very prone to getting mm. sore throat. Like I never learned to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Today, shout out, huh? Don't work very hard for us. Yes, please. <laughs> if you can't hear my voice, it's a little bit yes, different because yes. I have a little sore throat going on right now, but it's yes. not COVID. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so anyway, back to the story. Um, I, I was always getting sore throat more frequently than all of my peers. And I realized, like, even if I could go and go for singing classes and be a good singer I just can't remove this fact that I'm mm. always getting so true and that will hinder my career mm. so I chose not to pick and not to go down these routes mm. I think mm. all of us can have similar stories in our lives right like yes. listeners what was a childhood ambition that you loved and you really mm. wanted to be but why didn't you pursue that route maybe because we recognized that there was something that would inhibit us yeah. from achieving our fullest potential over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And and the reality is sometimes I'm just not good enough to yeah. fight this fight. Right? And if I'm not good enough, then might as well I pick a side. Exactly. Right? Sometimes you're not pretty enough, not good looking enough, not tall enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. If I'm not good enough, I'd rather pick a side. That, okay, yes, I agree. Mm. Like if it's life and death and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think that it's always worth a fight. You know, there's a saying, right? If you can't, if you aim for the stars, if you've missed the stars, you can at least hit the cloud. So, even if let's say singing, right? Um, mm. You know, I might not be very good at singing. I might not be a very successful in today's world of singing. But you know, I if anybody come to me, I would first of us help the person acknowledge that he's not that good. Maybe he's only a three upon ten. But if he feels it's worth it to still compete because that competition forces him to you know add another three more points. Because if he gives up, he's just gonna remain as a three upon ten, mm. right? Mm. Or he decided that oh, I'm not gonna sing. I'm just gonna play drums and. Absolutely, be a sidekick like you said that mm. absolutely will not develop skills so for me I, I would say that no if if you really want to do it then just give it a tr- give it a try I think we still need to recognize that fighting a competition mm. or a- even engaging one playing the game in the mm. first place mm. requires energy uh, yes. and we all have as long as he, he plays that game with open eyes that it's going to be tough for you you're not going to be as good as other people 
but you will get better than what you are right now. And you, if you're okay with that growth and that progress, bombs, go do it. But mm. do it with open eyes. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, screw this. <laughs> but mm. Choosing something where you can fight a better fight. And, yeah. you, and if winning is important to you, then choose somewhere exactly. where you can That's win. That's why the value part comes exactly. in. Like, is your value what winning? Are your goals? If your value yes. is winning, then of course you pick games yes, that you can yes, win yes. where the odds are stacked not against you, yes, right? But yes. if growth is important to you, then who cares? I don't yeah. mind being number three, number four because by competing myself in number one, I got better. Yeah. Mm. yeah That's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah. self I want to add another thing. Uh. So, mm. like, you know, for some people, competition brings stress. Oh, mm. tell me about it. I that. think it still does. Like It does. I think for everybody, it. it does. Different yeah. levels, right? Yes, yes. And you need to find the fight or the competition that motivates and stresses and you up you enough without stress. sending you over the yes, hill. Yes. So, so one example from my younger years, right, was when I had to decide which JC to go to. Mm. For the record, I didn't even want to go to JC. Asian parents. Oh you know, my God. I wanted to go to Polytechnic. Yes. Study mass comm right from um, the start. But my parents were like, no, you don't know what you're doing. Listen oh, to us. Go okay. to JC. Go yeah, JC, then can go uni. Go Poly, can go uni. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I went, I had to choose which JC to go to. And with my point, I was able to go to JCA versus JCB. When I weighed the pros and cons of each, I realized JCA was very good. I would be the borderline case. But if I go in there, I'm not the best. Mm. And because I knew that I'm the kind where if I'm the last, uh, it really affects me. Yeah. Whereas if I go in and I'm middle or above average, it's easier for me to climb towards the top. And that motivates me because I know at least I'm better than some people already. Mm. I feel like I can go even better. But... When I'm the last, uh, I'm the most. <laughs> yeah, you set yourself up to fail already. Yeah, like, it, it affects me case. a lot. Exactly. Yeah, so case. I chose to go to the other JC, JCB. Hmm. And because I was aware of this, I was actually, I eventually became a top student. Nice. But I think that would not have happened if I went into JCA. So understanding your tolerance for stress because competition yes. does create stress, right? Correct. But there's good stress, bad stress. So you also have to know where the, the balance is. Yes. And the good thing about life is that most of the time we can pick our competition. Mm-hmm. So I think having the ability... To, I think the, the difficult thing is that when we are young, when we are a child, sometimes our competition gets picked for us. Yala, yes. But if you're in a position where you can recognize it and fight... So I obviously had to explain to my parents why I wanted JCB. They're like, you should go to JCA. I'm like, no, I feel like... Da, 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 and eventually I won out. Okay, and great. it turned my life around because of that, I was able to climb to the top or the class leader, it fueled and built up my self-confidence so much. So I would not probably mm. be doing all this public speaking work if not for that. If I had gone down JCA path, uh, I would probably have turned Been into slotted, some yeah. Yeah, depressed kid. They're always wondering why I can never make it in life. Why I study so hard, but I'm always still the 41st in class, mm. you know? Whereas on the other end, I was like, oh, I studied hard. I, I'm number seven. Mm. I didn't study. I'm 14. Ain't not so bad. Well, I'm still mm. not the last. Eh. I, now I study, I can be number one. So mm. it's, it plays a lot of games in your mind yeah. and picking the right fights. I think it's a very important trait that everyone must yes, learn to yes, do yes. in life. And, and I do think the playing field in Singapore is very narrow. Right, that's why it's like whatever you do, right? Whether you are a designer, you are work in finance, you work in, you know, uh, you you want to be a dancer. In Singapore, there's only so many top positions in that sense, right? Because we're a small market. Yeah, as we're well. a small market, right? But but if you go out, right, you can oh, you can totally right. be a number one piano teacher in Klang. <laughs> So I'll be like, number one dancer in Penang, you can do that, right? Because the, the market is way bigger. You, you want to go even smaller, you can go more, whatever, right? So so geography and and going to different places, they they, they do add up, right? And, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of other fights, right? But for a lot of Singaporeans tuning in, uh, I get it. Lah. The, the fight is stiff. 
right? And and as the as the game continues to progress, um, the fight only gets stiffer, mm. right? Because people will accumulate, you know, resources and influence and power. So, um, quick tip, man, if you're thinking about this thing, right? Uh, try to go to places that are greener, <laughs> newer, newer. If you join newer sectors, uh, for whatever reason, you know, and in different different spaces, uh, the chances of you succeeding is much higher. Yep. Mm. And I yeah, think newer spaces are more collaborative as well. Yes. That whole essence of competition is not as ingrained because like in startup culture, you're working towards a bigger goal of helping the startup IPO or mm. succeed or beat a other established player. Yeah. But if you go into an established player where they're already number one, mm. you're competing within your own teams, yeah. your own departments and resources. Agreed. So that's the inherent difference I feel. Great, great. I think that's a that's a love. I think one last thing Mm, is we need to also remember competition can sometimes give you friends. Tell tell me more. Tell me more. So when you recognize, like, I'll give an example. Um, I'm friends with the work salary man we didn't start out as such because mm. I didn't know who they were I was just like oh wow this new competition is rising and they're stealing a lot of the competitor dollars they're even getting sponsorship money that are non-finance mm. and I was just very amazed and then like when I finally got to meet them and got to know them in person now we share so many other resources together when clients try to pit us against one ah, another we share yep. we're like hey how much are you charging for this oh I'm X dollars okay I'm X and because we share that information right we're no longer competitors competitors yep. for the same but we become more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in recognizing that, we're also now better friends for it. Mm-hmm. I'm great friends with also Dollars and Cents because Timothy. we recognize that we okay. play in different verticals mm-hmm. and we collaborate a lot. So we do like interviews, we do different projects, different events together mm-hmm. because we recognize that we're not competitors. Mm-hmm. And because we all have, like sometimes when it's like what you say, when you have a common enemy, yeah, you're you, all become united. all united. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes your best friends can be found when you have that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really good friends with my JC uh, girlfriend because we had to fight the A level competition, and we bonded through it. Nice. And in life, you become very close to certain friends or your spouse because you fight against a common evil or something mm. right mm. Be it, let's say like people who have to go through illnesses you fight that illness together with your caregiver and mm. you become so strong together mm. and I think that's something that people always miss out on they forget because you yeah. when you think of competition you often see yourself as you against everyone else yeah. mm. but it can be you and people and some trusted aids against a larger force. Yeah. So the uh, moral of the story is to unionize, right? <laughs> oh we need to <laughs> unionize. It's right? like we're not friends yeah, because yeah. we're fighting against the co- common enemy or the mm. common evil, common competition of being normal, boring, mm. listening to whatever narrative you're being fed without questioning it yeah, and yeah. just going with whatever the news is reporting in mm. a certain narrative without asking why is it such, what's the larger value, mm. right? Mm. So we have something in common now mm. and competition can be that commonality. Yeah, great, great, great. Once again, unionize. So that's why I always go to networking events with all the influencers and you charge a lot of change. Nia race, Nia race. Increase, increase, increase. So then we can all increase. All right, so so uh, we, we can talk about that uh, off camera, right? But but yeah, I think uh, great, great episode today because uh, yeah. I think it, it kind of discovered a little bit of the nuance between an enemy and a competitor and yes. how, how can you then kind of convert the competition dynamics into something more collaborative right and yeah. and recognize that hey if you uh, you're not you're just not made you, for some competition just move on find another mm. find another competition right if winning is important yeah if to winning you. is important mm. to yeah. you any other things you've picked away from today's episode no, I think if there's books that you guys might want to read to expand on this right mm. uh, there's two books right we all know this book by uh, Sun Tzu 
Ping Fa, mm. Art of War, right? So a lot of times business are very competitive. They study a lot of the philosophy philosophies from Sun Tzu. Mm. But now there's this new school of thought, which is Zhen He Xia Xi Yang, which is a, a very collaborative philosophy. So uh, uh, don't have to make wrong about competition or don't have to try to idolize uh, uh, and put collaboration on the pedestal. Ask yourself, what environment are you in? Mm. Will competing help you get what you want or will collaborating help you get what yes. you want? See that as tools rather than, you know, laboring it because the minute you label, mm. it's either one or zero. Yeah. yeah. Right? And when that happens, then either way, you win. Yeah. I believe also being friends with your competitor can often open up a lot more markets than opportunities for you because none of us are perfect. Mm. And we all have different strengths, right? It's only when we all come together and play on our strengths as a group mm. that we open up more. But there's a disclaimer, there's a catch. They must share the same values. Because some yeah. people in the front, they say, oh, collaborate if you collaborate with oh you, my but God. actually they're there to hurt you, you know what I mean? So, so as long as they have the same values, same goals, uh, then I think we can work together. Otherwise, <laughs> they, it's just a disguise. Don't let me start, don't let me start. Like, that, that could be another 30 minutes. <laughs> Reggie, right? so, Reggie must have some <laughs> a lot, story a lot, like a lot, that, right? I'm annoyed yeah. by those people, but, but yes, um, I mean, at the end, um, I don't. I don't want to judge people's morality. Everybody has their own viewpoint, their own moral structures. But that there is a reality where we are not aligned. Yeah. Right. And if we're not aligned, then we can either compete or we can just distance ourselves. I think. I think that's kind of where I am. Okay. Good. So I think that's a great episode today. Uh, if you have any other horrifying questions about competition, you can put it in the comment section and then, or share uh, so, with us your mm. biggest. Um, horror stories when it comes to competitors. Yeah, or yeah, think yeah. about when was the last time you had an enemy or can you identify anyone yeah, right And now? is the enemy yeah. your friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. is your enemy yourself? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's always yeah, making yeah. us think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's gone. that's why she's on the set, right? If she's not making <laughs> us think, then why is she here? <laughs> right? So, so yeah. Her. Thank you for today. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Happy Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.